Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Guess where I'm recording today? I'm recording in my kitchen. I kept like listening back to the last couple of episodes, and I just feel like the audio was a little bit, I don't know, it wasn't all there. And I think it's because where I normally record these days is in my bedroom, which is right near a window, which is right near the street. And I just, I don't know, I couldn't do it. I wanted to try something new. So I'm literally standing near my dishwasher right now. We'll see how it works. Before we get into it, I just want to remind you that you should follow me on Instagram at hrtracy. You can connect with me on my website using my link tree. However you want to do it, I always link my link tree in the show notes, but you can go to hrtracy.com and then everything is there as well. But don't forget to connect. I haven't been as active on Instagram these days as I normally am, but I promise you I'm going to get back to it. So this week, I want to talk about the idea of a four-day work week. A lot of countries around the world have started adding this concept into their economic planning. A lot of businesses in the U.S. are starting to throw around this idea. And and before I even jump into that, I, I actually am thinking that it's not the flexible work anymore that's going to make like the big competitors more competitive. It's going to be this. It's going to be the abbreviated week because now almost every industry that is capable of being flexible or hybrid or remote is doing that. So now I wonder if the prediction is actually that the four-day work week is what's going to take you know, the country by storm or the world by storm, just like how I've referenced that tech companies used to use the remote and hybrid flex model um, for work as the reason why you should join those companies, that those are the reasons why they're so competitive. Now I wonder if the four-day work week is going to take us on this next, you know, chapter through our journey of competitive benefits, for example, or if we don't want to say benefits because it's something that is more of an expectation, then maybe it's just an adaptation to the way in which we work. So the first time I heard of a four-day work week was actually when Japan kind of started launching that in their industries and businesses. And I've been to Japan. I remember vividly when we were, I went with a friend, when we were on the train and it was like midnight and there were people commuting to and from work and it's definitely part of the culture for sure but I think the four-day work week is something that you know takes that culture and says okay you know we want to be as productive as possible in as short a period of time as possible but also you can be a fuller human being and live a more full life outside of work. So most recently in the United States, at least, Shake Shack is, has announced that they're testing a four-day work week for their managers, which is interesting because, I mean, maybe they're manager heavy. Maybe they wanted to just try testing with one population first. And I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I get that because, you know, the managers are there most frequently and you're not going to test this for the part-time employee necessarily because they're probably not even working four days most most weeks. But anyway, so Shake Shack 
has uh, recently just launched this, which is really interesting. I mentioned Japan already. They launched that back in 2019. I think it started with their Microsoft branch in Japan. Um, and even outside of Japan and Shake Shack in the U.S., Iceland and New Zealand, and I think Ireland as well, they all have recently announced that they are going to start including this in their economic strategies, and companies in those countries are starting to just roll those policies out ahead of their governments even, you know, making a policy adjustment. So I think it's really interesting. I remember vividly a couple of years ago when Japan announced their four-day work week, and I said to my my boss, I was like, you know, that would be a really great idea if we could figure out a way to do that. And this was like before we even had a, a formal policy on even working in a flexible or hybrid model. So obviously that was that was something that was way more progressive than where we sat as an organization. But actually this four-day work week model, I, I really do think as I look at these Google results, I mean, all of these different uh, news outlets are talking about how the five-day work week seems to be headed toward extinction. I mean, it's pretty cool. So I'm going to link all of the articles that I cite in the show notes as usual. Um, but I'm going to share you with you my opinion now, and I'm going to talk through some of the pros and cons. So first of all, I always, like as an individual, I would always prefer to work fewer days and longer hours than fewer hours and more days. Um, it's just the way that I would prefer to work. Like I, the amount of time that I spend working doesn't necessarily lessen my productivity, but I definitely would rather push through a longer day and have more days to myself outside of work than to spend more days at work. Um, and actually in many cases, I find that I don't even need eight hours to get my job done. I mean, for sure, if I'm being proactive, if I'm working on a project, if I have meetings, there's nothing that I can do about it. I'm working eight hours, sometimes most often more. But when I actually am not um, stuck in meetings or when I am able to work on projects, for example, and it's not taking away my entire day, I probably don't need a full eight hours. I just think that it's it's kind of like um, challenging the status quo in a way to to look at how we work and and to say well we don't have to commute to an office we don't have to work eight hours a day we don't have to be in the office at a certain time we don't have to leave the office at a certain time I tend to stand on the belief that people should be trusted to do their work the way that they know how to do it if they're meeting all of the expectations of their role if they're meeting their deadlines. They and it takes four hours for them to work. I don't see why they should stay in the office. Like when they finish their work, if they don't have anything else going on, I don't think that people should be micromanaged. And I, I think that people should have the autonomy to come and go as necessary. That's just in general, but especially now, you know, having like a hybrid model for most employees, I get this, I guess, at this point, depending on the industry that they're in. Maybe that flexibility is inherently there because if they're remote, they're not necessarily being micromanaged. But like for myself, for example, I know that there are like 
three to four out of five days of the week where I am just stuck in meetings and I, there is no option for me to adjust my schedule because it's just back to back. And I've said it time and time again. And I think I've said it on this podcast that it is so unproductive to be stuck in meetings. And certainly there are certain meetings that have to happen because you need to strategize, you need to talk through an issue. Um, But I do think that all of this, like challenging the status quo, challenging the way in which we work as a population, doesn't matter the industry, is an important strategy to go through actually, because people don't have, people don't work the same way to have every single person conform to this nine to five model Monday through Friday. I don't know that that is necessarily the right way or the best way for some people to work. I mean, there are people who prefer to work overnight. There are people who prefer to start their days at 7 a.m. and end their days at three or four or two or whatever that looks like. So I don't know. I, if I could like snap my fingers and everything, you know, my industry, other industries could be changed. It would be that people have full autonomy and are trusted to do their jobs and that they create the schedules that make sense for them. Um, of course, that's assuming that their schedule and the way that it works for them makes sense for the business because there is this element of what the business needs um, that really carries out how policies and schedules are created. So, I mean, as a, as a retail professional, there, uh, to me, there are no true business hours. Like we, our office is open 9 to 6 Eastern, but we have stores on the West Coast and our stores are open past 6 p.m. So for me, I don't necessarily see the, the purpose behind having like business hours and to say that we have to be in the office from 9 to 6 because someone could make the argument that they would want to be in during the West Coast time. They could make the argument that they want to be in in the middle of the day and work remotely at the end of the day. I mean, there's so many arguments that can be made, but you know, it's neither here nor there. I'm not the one making that, uh, that last decision, of course, but um, I, could, I really can see the justification for changing, challenging the status quo. So the uh, Washington Post, there's a, an opinion article here, an op-ed um, that was posted basically saying like the four-day work week model and argument needs to be argued from a different perspective. So that it's not about being more productive or better employees. It's about being better human beings and fuller people. And I use that term already because I read this article, that fuller people term. Um, and I really agree with it. I mean, it's like when you work four days a week instead of five, you're getting an extra day to do things that you as an individual prioritize or need to do or see as valuable in your life. Even if it's literally doing nothing, it's something that you are deciding is what's right for you instead of working. So it's basically this, this, uh, op-ed, this writer is saying we need to change the way that we speak to our supervisors about this because it's not just about having more time to ourselves and being more productive. It's actually about doing the things that make us who we are on that extra day. So um, this writer was basically said that um, 
she polled uh, 500 people on Twitter, and she says, admittedly, this is unscientific, but over 500 people responded, and nearly 85% wanted a shorter work week, some clearly for the convenience of an extra weekend day to run those errands, um, and then others said that it would give them time to do the things that actually make them who they are, so like pursuing a skill um, taking on, uh, you know, an extra day to spend with friends and family members, for example, taking on new hobbies, volunteering, spending time outside of, you know, their errands, for example, or spending time outside of their friends and family circles and doing things that they want to do as human beings. And, oh my gosh, I totally agree. I mean, I, I used to be fluent in Spanish and I don't know why I lost it. Well, actually I do know why it's because I didn't use it. Um, but gosh, if I had an extra day, I would be committing that day to, to relearning the language. And I actually, I would want to learn Hebrew. Like I, I, there are so many things that I can think of that I would do with that extra day other than run errands, spend time, uh, doing the things that I need to do. But I mean, volunteering, taking on an extra skill, learning a new skill, that all makes a lot of sense to me. And so this writer kind of goes on to say that the push for a four-day work week suggests that we do have other things that we value, as we should, and that the trick will be learning to advocate for them um, on our own terms with the same clarity and fervor with which we celebrate material and economic gains. And I really, really, really agree with that because it's not necessarily a matter of of why the policy uh is something that's, you know, hitting the international stage, but it's a matter of why it would actually impact the business. Because if you go to a CEO and you say, I want more time to do things that I want to do, they're probably not going to buy into that. But if you say to the CEO, here are all the things that a four-day work week does for us. Not only does it make people more productive based on the studies that show that this is the case, but also you're going to have a, a more engaged and potentially better retained population. Because, I mean, this is, this is the next wave of competition. This is, the, this is the progressive future of work. And there are some businesses, some organizations that actually do want to be the front runners for competitive advantage for progressive policies. And then there are other organizations that don't want to be the first to do anything and want to see how other people do things before they do. So actually, I was really surprised that Shake Shack is like one of, I mean, at least the first fast food restaurant that I've heard of in the U.S. doing this because that to me says the CEO is someone who likes to take risks, someone who is not afraid of, of creating or trying a progressive policy. And honestly, I don't know why more people don't do this. I mean, maybe some CEOs who are reporting into like, you know, other, maybe there are like bigger organizations that are like the umbrella organization to the business, or maybe they're reporting into a board of directors that are more conservative, which I'm sure that they are. But at any rate, I don't really understand why more business leaders aren't willing to take on new risks and challenges because, I mean, that's what makes companies unique. That's what makes leaders or what, ma yeah, that's what makes leaders interesting and progressive is when you say, hey, we're going to try something. I also don't know why more businesses don't just say, 
this is not going to be a permanent thing because we have to test it out. We want to see what it's going to do for the population. I mean, I, I feel like as an employee, if someone said to me, hey, we want to try this, I would say, oh, wow, like they're pretty open-minded. They're pretty progressive. And that would make me more potentially more comfortable voicing new ideas. And it would make me more interested, more engaged in what it is that we're doing because we're not like siloed and, and like old school in our approach. So I am all for this. I also think that companies could probably just try this with a small population, just like Shake Shack is. So if it's not your managers and you wanted to try it, want to like your interns, or you wanted to try it with, I don't know, your non-manager full-time population. Like I could see the benefit in that study as an organization. And I wonder, actually, now I'm thinking a little bit differently. I wonder if Shake Shack is trying this with its managers because maybe they've seen and experienced a lot of turnover because here we come, here we go again with the great resignation as we've been calling it. But I, yeah, I wonder if maybe this is their way of immediately retaining their managers and, and also being progressive. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll check back, you know, see what Shake Shack finds from this study, from this approach. Um, I also just wanted to share that there, uh, was a report for Iceland, you know, basically talking about how this shorter working week concluded that it not only improves well-being, but also work-life balance and collaboration among workers, and it remained revenue neutral for the organization. So I wanted to share this because if you are a business leader or if you're the one making decisions, maybe you own your own business, you have a small business and you want to try something new, um, there are studies here, and again, I'll share all these articles, that show that the revenue or the return on the investment is neutral. And so there isn't a positive or negative gain, um, or I should say positive gain or negative uh, downturn in revenues as a result of going to a four-day work week. I would imagine and I would predict that if the productivity has been proven to increase and people's well-being has proven to increase, that then revenues will also increase because if there's anything that's true, when you have an engaged population, they are working harder, they're working smarter, they're more excited to be at work. And so that absolutely has an impact on the bottom line and the top line probably, but really it has an impact on the revenue that's driven. So um, it seems like here in this article, it says the trials were an overwhelming success, um, according to researchers, and it's already paving the way for a new normal in Iceland. So um Apparently, yeah, apparently it wasn't just Japan that first did this. New Zealand um, in 2018 experimented with four-day work week. So my first um, experience with the four-day work week being with Japan was probably just because that's when I started hearing about it. But this is cool. New Zealand's been doing it for a while. So, I mean, there's clearly something there. All of this kind of makes me think about how people, all of us in general, have questioned the way that society expects us to do things. Like society expects us to go to school five days a week, same type of thing, get to school at like 7.30 in the morning and spend your day sitting in a desk for hours and hours and hours. Then you're 
leaving school and you are playing a sport or you're involved in extracurriculars and you're exhausted and you can't do anything else and you have to study and you have to do your homework. And this is like really the same exercise. It's like, well, is that too much for students? Like, does that make sense for young people between the ages of six and 18 when you're in like K through 12, for example? And does this same approach to work make sense? I mean, even if it makes sense for some people, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to make sense for others. There, I'm sure that there are people who prefer a five-day work week because they just want the consistency and the routine. And then there are probably people like me who are like, I just want to work when I need to work, and I don't want to be told when I have to work. And if it's a Saturday that I have to work or if it's a Sunday that I have to work, I'm going to do it because it's my job and I want to make sure that things get done. But I don't have to be working from nine to seven every single day just because that's what's expected. So we shall see how this plays out. But I mean, I feel like the last 10 weeks, all I've been talking about is how businesses are attracting top talent, how, uh, how people are leaving for more or better. And I just think that this is, so the hybrid model, flexible work, it's not, it's not competitive anymore. It's not interesting. It's not unique. It just is an expectation, and now I think that this four-day work week is what the competition is going to be. That is what's going to be progressive and unique. When companies, and I bet the tech space is going to take it on first, outside of Shake Shack, of course, but that's what's going to be the unique or progressive policy, I think, in U.S. employment versus the hybrid model, which just like I had shared last week when I received a question on this or a point that, you know, why are, why are companies using flexible working as a benefit because it's just an expectation? This is, I think this actually perfectly sums that point up that, yeah, the, now the hybrid model is the expectation um, or remote work is the expectation. The four-day work week is the progressive policy here. It's the progressive approach. So yes, we will see how it plays out. I'm interested to see which other companies are going to start testing this. I wouldn't be surprised if Target was right around the corner with this because I feel like they are a company considering how large they are and how long I'm sure it takes to devise policies when you're in the the HQ in uh, Minnesota. I bet that Target will be one of the first in, you know, at least in the next round of people who decide to test this with their own populations. I wouldn't be surprised that Target tried this. We'll see. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. I promised that I would be sharing some more information about, you know, these coming months. Um, So really for me, what I'm thinking of doing is actually taking a hiatus between September and October because that is October is when I'm getting married and I'm thinking that it'll be good for me to have a little bit of a break. But at the same time, I'm kind of hoping that I can just record a ton of episodes for you guys and put them out there. Um, But this is something that I've been thinking about just to take a step back, get my creative juices flowing within that two-month hiatus. I'm, I'm not sold on it yet. It's something that a, a colleague, a friend that I've met through Instagram and LinkedIn shared with me that, that she's doing, and so it actually really inspired me. So I'm thinking about it. Um, at the same time, I 
really like consistency and I like to kind of, you know, make sure that that I am supporting you and I'm giving you the content that you want. So I think I'll just have to play it by ear at this point. I mean, I have a whole month and a half to decide basically, but I will let you know within the next couple of episodes what the plan is, but I also will be sure that if I do take a hiatus in September and October that I have enough content for you to uh, you know, last you through those two months. So we'll see how it goes. But at any rate, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe if you think that someone would benefit from listening to this episode or any other episode that you've heard in the past. Don't forget to share that with them. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram as well at HRTracy. Thank you so much for being here, and I will see you next week. Thank you.